Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. I'm your host for this episode, Cameron, and I'm joined today by two of our regulars. I've got Matt with me. Matt, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm overseeing my genetically engineered marijuana crops, and there are no large bugs here, so <laughs> doing great. Oh, you got one thing I don't have and uh, one thing I do. Wait, no, you <laughs> don't have the thing I do, which is the large bug. Large um, bugs, yeah. I, I can keep those. Properly. Ah, oh, do I have to? <laughs> there was a there was a flying ant the size of a wasp in the house yesterday. I'm afraid for my life. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you have a cat uh, to take care of those things. She does not work. Uh, she's <laughs> above that. <laughs> um. Yeah, and we're also joined by Dave. Dave, how are you? Um, I'm in the middle of a thunderstorm, so <laughs> if you hear like intermittent pitter patter, that's the rain. I'll do I'll do what I can to be the rain. Make sure that's not so loud. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's no cockroaches that visibly nice. anyway. Good. I mean, you're never you're said to be never more than a couple feet away from a cockroach, so we'll see. I can't see them, so I'm okay. That's fair. That's the that's the improvement. <laughs> now <laughs> god my old house was basically the set of the nest so i feel that <laughs> oh wow i've bad. never i've never uh had the pleasure of living in a place that had an insect infestation i think that's one of the the <laughs> benefits of living in a cold place um don't mm. have to worry about that but yeah it doesn't yeah. sound great no it wasn't uh when we moved out we had to get it fumigated as part of the is a rental thing here and uh, then we had to go back to let someone in to finish some last-minute repairs, and the entire floor was, like, covered in roaches. Like, these were all living with us. Oh, I'm wow. glad I'm leaving. <laughs> they could have been paying rent this whole time. <laughs> they should have. No, I think by weight, there were more cockroaches than man in that house. <laughs> um, but, yeah, today is uh, our sort of aptly named Bugathon. Uh, we have watched... Between the three of us, two bug-related films. We're going to discuss them. Uh, Dave has watched The Nest, and I believe you've read the book as well? Oh yeah, I read the book and watched the movie. Uh, we had a third queued up for the Bugathon, but it disappeared <laughs> from to get a hold of the internet, so <laughs> we just skip that one. There's yeah. no mosquitoes in this episode. No, we have put up the net. Um, but yeah, and then Matt and I have watched Ticks, a 1993 movie about presumably uh, blood-sucking insects. Um, a Ticks insect? Oh, God, that's going to bother me. Uh, uh, oh, man. Oh, I, man. Uh, <laughs> they're arthropods. <laughs> they are arthropods. <laughs> they're not uh, arachnids. They're not arachnids, I hope. I, no, they're not. They're... Okay. Tick. No, ticks are arachnids. Oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess they have four little... Yep, yep, They're that's parasitic right. arachnids, part of I the should... superorder parasitiforms. <laughs> okay, tell them to not be that. Yeah, I would love 
So mm-hmm. what, what I've learned is that the second most populous arthropod in Australia is also a type of spider, which I'm not happy about. We've got spiders, and then the next more thing we have the most of is tick, and after that it's flies. <laughs> Dang. What oh, kind of ticks wild. do they have in Australia? I know uh, we, up we, here we've got like mm. deer ticks, and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it for now. So the the most common tick we have in Australia, and the one I have personally encountered the most, is the kangaroo tick. <laughs> of, of course, <laughs> of course, it's the kangaroo tick. Yeah, they are these bright red, mean little things. And uh, yeah, when I was a kid, my sister got one on her stomach at a visit to our aunt's house. And didn't notice for about five hours. So when we got to the doctors, it was the size of my thumb. Uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good times were had by all. Yep. Hunting season, or if you're going down fishing in the river or whatever, mm. you always have to check because ticks yeah. are everywhere up here. Oh, yeah. No, someone set up um, what was a waterhole cam uh, in, mm-hmm. in one of the sanctuaries here. And every kangaroo had, like, armored ears with the number of ticks. Wow. Uh, but the advantage is the local magpies eat them. So it's like a that clean good. station. You know how like the, the fish do with the cleaner mm-hmm. fish and stuff? They have that set up with magpies and crows. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> the kangaroos. It's really, it's really weird. We're actually <laughs> having a problem up here with our ticks um, mm. because the winters are no longer cold enough to kill them. Oh, no. Uh, so their population oh, is surging and we're getting these things called ghost moose. Um, oh yeah i read which, an article on that yeah which are moose that are have so many ticks on them because moose can't really get mm. them off of their bodies no um no. they have so many ticks that they literally are ripping their skin off and it grows oh. back white oh um, my god and it gets to the point where the ticks literally exsanguinate the moose wow Th- hundreds of thousands of ticks will take down a moose and yeah. the animal Natural can do predator. about it Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's become a problem because it's it's culling like the <laughs> moose population because it's it's getting on the the, the young ones and just kills them. Yeah, it's, it's it's becoming a real issue up here, and they're also seeing it with the boar now. So mm. yeah, that uh, climate wow. change coming for us all, right? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, Jesus. and Dave has the distinct pleasure of having the Lone Star tick, uh, <laughs> a tick a that carries <laughs> a tick that carries uh, a tick-borne illness that makes you allergic to red meat. Which not a problem oh for Dave, God. but uh, maybe yeah. a problem for other Texans. Gives wow, it's like being naturally engineered to kill the average Republican. Yeah, make me Lyme disease or that. There yeah, you go. yeah. Oh, Lyme disease, anaplasma, babesia—they carry all sorts of good oh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, my partner uh, worked in a lab that helped develop vaccines for those things. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but not great. None of that oh. stuff is good. God, I'm glad we just have the regular tick paralysis stuff going on here. We don't have anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also not good, but at least mm-hmm. you know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and you just need to find your friendly neighborhood magpie to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just put my arm out in the sun and wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be along. Yeah. I mean, you can make a friendly neighborhood magpie. They get, they get a bad rap here with all the swoopings and stuff. But if you feed them, they're very friendly. Right. <laughs> uh but yeah uh so we'll we'll kick it off talking about tick uh ticks rather i should say it's got an s on it there's more than one tick in this film yep um yeah this is uh also known as infested it's a 1993 direct to video horror film so you know it's going to be good uh 
<laughs> directed by Tony Randall. Um, yeah, this was this was hello, baby. My cat is yelling at me. You don't have ticks, do you? No, okay, she's good. Uh, <laughs> this was the first time I'd watched this film. Matt, was this the first time you watched this? Or yeah, this is the first time I'd ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, for having, I don't know, it's it's kind of a weird cast, and I feel like it would be higher up on my radar. But after seeing it, I kind of realized why it's not. Mm. Uh, you know, director video. It, it was yeah, fun. It makes sense. They they can't yeah. all be winners. I uh, yeah, no, right. They cannot. <laughs> they should. An not, early honestly. Seth Green vehicle. You know, mm. y- you're gonna get what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> A fun part of this was I was watching it on the service Freevee, oh. which let, lets you watch things for free with ads. Um, okay. And the ad that I kept getting was for uh, Heart Guard and uh, Flea and Tick Prevention for Cats. So there you go. <laughs> playing to the audience. As targeted advertisement right there. Yep. You've watched this movie about hor- how horrible ticks are. Uh, don't mm-hmm. let that happen. Yeah. yeah. But let, let's be let's be clear. This movie is not about how horrible ticks are. This movie is about the war on drugs. Yeah, it's about the war on drugs and how bad social workers are. These two this people is so like, blatant. Oh my god! Yeah, like everything is their fault, and they should not be doing what they're doing. It's not yeah. great. So, um, yeah, our, our film kicks off with uh, a a grow up. You know, someone's growing some marijuana. Uh, as they say in the film, you got to pronounce it with the H. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was a hard H. It really was. Oh yeah, marijuana. <laughs> 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 um, and there is some mysterious ooze, uh, which initially I thought was like this guy was juicing marijuana. <laughs> yeah, um, I I thought it was that, or like person. this this girl like an herbal whiskey or something. Yeah, it's an amazing set piece. Like it's, it's all so practical cool. effects in this movie, mm. and which is you know for its betterment. Like, um, yeah, but well, this girl up looks like a CG shot. Yeah, it, it's a mad yeah. scientist lab. Oh, he has yeah. like a hamster running part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of wheels and dials turning. So I thought it was like nuclear waste or something. <laughs> but because uh, no, the guy it's Clint, uh, it's Clint uh, Howard running this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he looking looks, as crazy as possible. Yeah, he looks heavily <laughs> irradiated already, so you can't really tell what's going on with him. Yeah. <laughs> Having a great time uh, yeah. with his leaky marijuana uh, steroid still is what this is. He's enhancing steroids to feed to his marijuana plant, which huh. I don't know if that's legitimate agriculture or not. I, um, I man... I grow the stuff and I couldn't tell you. Like that's crazy. Like you just plant put it food in the ground, it grows. Fine. Yeah, it, it it eats the same stuff tomatoes eat. Man, just put yeah. you know, the good stuff around it. You'll be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this has got this crazy contraption to make juice for his marijuanas. Marijuanas, oh, <laughs> marijuana plants. Um, and some of it is leaking down, down through a crack in the floorboards onto a weird little egg. Yeah, these little squelchy little pods. Oh, I hate the pods. The pods are great. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, and then we cut to uh, a young man, very ginger, big glasses, uh, mm-hmm. longish hair. It's 
baby Seth Green. Nineteen ninety <laughs> Harry Potter. He's, he um, he really does. He's just someone did an AI fusion of Ron and Harry, and we ended up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. They're trying to play him as like the most like white bread kid. He's so white bread. Like yeah, he's wearing like huge army fatigue coat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's got like round glasses, coke and... bottle style, yeah, yeah. Like his center <laughs> part is perfect. Oh, yeah, very stylish. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's arguing with his father about not wanting to go, and he's hearing the screams of a child in the back of his mind. Right. Um, he's he's got some sort of illness, and he wants to get better. And his dad wants him to get better. And the only way to throw your son on this wilderness retreat <laughs> run by a couple of I have to assume um, unapproved social work. There's no way this is legitimate. <laughs> it's just the pickup point. Yeah, means it's illegitimate. It's under oh, a yeah. freeway in L.A. Mm. Yes, yeah. take your child to the mugging center to send mm-hmm. them on a wonderful trip. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. And so he gets dropped off there pretty forcefully. Dad is. The typical, uh, shall we say, late 80s, early 90s father figure in that uh, I don't want to talk about it. This is what we're doing. Right. <laughs> and Carton he's never seen again. Christmas kind of dad. Yeah. yeah never absolutely. seen again. Yep. Never seen again. Runs off. I assume he literally left the city at that point. <laughs> this was actually an excuse to get rid of his son. Um, <laughs> and so while waiting around to get picked up, he meets this very intimidating young black man who is just every bad black stereotype rolled into one from the time, you know, uh, crazy pants, big massive coat, sunglasses, cap back on the head, and then immediately pulls a knife on him and says, now listen, we're going to play a game. You shoot hoops or you die. Yeah, you have to play basketball or I'll kill you. And his name is Panic. Mm. Because he never does. and yeah, because he never does. And he has a border collie named Brutus. Oh my god, he's like, yeah, I've got to feed you to my dog if you I don't play feed basketball. You my dog. Yeah. And it comes and it to cut... the least threatening dog possible. It's this cute little dog! <laughs> it's very good. Oh. And I was like, what is, what the fuck is happening here? Something's happening here. Yeah. And this is Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro. This is Carlton yes. himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, fresh out of Bel Air. Um. Yes. Uh, getting to say whatever the hell he wants. Um, yeah. He swears. It must have been very liberating, honestly. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he uh, dropped some slurs in this movie. And, uh, yeah. uh, unfortunate. But, um, yeah, he's chewing the scenery whenever he's in a scene. It's kind of fun yeah. to have him around. Yeah. No, he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing his best and what he's. What he's good at is not very nice, to quote a uh, terrible Hugh Jackman film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the the fan comes around, and the, the two social workers, Holly and Charles, Charles Danson, it sounds like, that's a serial killer name, I want to say. Yeah, Charles Danson doesn't sound, <laughs> He acts yeah. like one. He also acts like one. Later on in the film, he's observing the children like they're specimens in an experiment. He's observing them. He screams at them for, like, yeah. starting a campfire at a camp. Yeah. Like, he, Admittedly very badly. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, the only notes he takes out loud are, these children will never get along. They've already failed. 
Yeah, it, it's got this weird undercurrent where, like, was there a version of this film where this was, like, a mad science experiment gone wrong rather than accidental catastrophe? Mm-hmm. Like, can can urban children survive the enhanced wilderness filled with ticks? Like, no, no, it's, this is all accidental, but feels like there's a current that could have could have switched directions to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Charles, uh, his partner Holly, who seems to be the one actually wanting to run the trip, uh, Charles's daughter Melissa, who is the the typical nice brunette girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's really all I have to say about her. Um, there is also a young Asian lady, Kelly, and then rolling up in a fancy car, <laughs> swerving uh, with just an open vest, uh, is young man Romeo and his girlfriend Dee Dee, who is like the the traditional chic like head wrap, sunglasses, tight red dress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a, a L.A. socialite heiress. She's the valley girl. Yeah, yeah. L.A. socialite yeah. valley girl, rich kid. <laughs> uh, her dad bought the car with money from the IRS or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, let and the her, her bad it. boy boyfriend, who is yeah. just like, a, you know, it, it's, it, all, the, yeah. all the stereotypes are here. It is very, very on the nose. Yeah. You got you got everyone. Everyone's here. All the horror stereotypes have come. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, they get off in the van at the last minute. You know, you get a, Darren, are you coming? And uh, our Bel Air man also jumps on the van with mm-hmm. his dog. Uh, uh, because, yeah, of course, he's here for a reason. No one would be here without a reason. Good God, do you think people hang out here under this bridge that has a weird basketball hoop? For some reason. Yeah, this place is just <laughs> absolutely trashed. It, like they didn't need permission to film here. Oh um, no, no, <laughs> the city didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and off they set on their uh, on their fantastic journey. Um, and as any good journey into a horror film requires, they stop at a gas station mm-hmm. and are forewarned. Although in this case, the warning is more of a redneck pervert than a mysterious creepy old guy saying, oh, only death and destruction wave you out there. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a there's a, couple, a couple of folks. One is uh, the very, very typical sort of redneck. He's got overalls. He's got the, the cap, missing key, unshaven, scrumbly looking guy. And the other guy is in a suit with a comb and lots of hair that he sort of continuously, meticulously combs. He seems to be holding the leash, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah, uh, this is Barry yeah. Lynch who plays Sir. Yeah, he doesn't get a name; he goes by no. Sir. And there's a very Sarah. like, yeah, there's a weird like sub dom energy mm. between Jerry and Sir. It's pretty explicit about it's that. It's very yeah. explicit, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 weird. it's too much to not remark upon but not enough mm. they don't make anything out of it because eventually jerry just like starts saying no yeah he has enough mm-hmm. <laughs> that's character development that's an arc yeah i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Jer- jerry starts harassing melissa which is sort of the warning i guess and then gets called off by sir who just watches them go on their way uh and we cut back to our uh, our wonderful weird marijuana factory uh which yeah. i should i should point is being run entirely by a generator powered by a hamster in a wheel <laughs> it, it is yeah it is this is plot important 
because something gets the hamster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, it is it is very funny. Um, yeah, the, the, the wheel stops. There's a there's an odd noise, and uh, Jarvis goes over to investigate and finds the hamster's mangled body still in its wheel. Yeah. Wow, you're all kinds of fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all kinds of fucked up. Not what happened here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at that point, see something uh, sort of in the back of the machinery. The the eponymous tick sort of leaps out at him, and terrified, he walks directly backwards into the bear trap he was messing around with earlier in the scene. Steps on yeah, which it. had no yeah. other purpose other than oh, for no. him to be setting a bear trap. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason. It's in. <laughs> Do you trap your own home. <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> the only way to stay safe. My hundreds yeah. of bear traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Steps in the bear trap, which is for once a very realistically painful bear trap. It's like clearly broken his leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, given given his reaction, which hey, well done, props to you. That's that's how a bear trap works. You don't just step in one and then just peel it off and go, oh, that sucks. Looking at you, Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> scary, but not actually dangerous. That's not what a bear trap is. Bear trap is scary and dangerous. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, falls backwards just in time to see an enormous pod fall from the ceiling and land directly on his head. Uh, <laughs> um yeah there, there's stuff going down somewhere out here it's not technically been established that all this is in the same area <laughs> yeah but, everything happens really quickly from this point yeah um yeah it, yeah. it keeps rolling it goes mm-hmm. it goes on and on and on um they get to camp uh they get separated into boys and girls of course because you know this is this is such an official undertaking <laughs> gotta have gendered cabin right yeah um and uh you know put some stuff in the closet look in the closet the closet is filled to bursting with these enormous sacks these like pulsating egg things like the size of a child's head yeah uh, to wit seth green uh sticks a coat hanger through one and goes Ugh. which is to be fair a very realistic teenager thing to do they're filled with like it looks like machine grease. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's like dark green, black, oily stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the practical uh, effects here. They're again, very good. Yeah, doing a lot of work. Everything's pulsing. Everything's wet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It like plops out a ton of eggs from this thing, <laughs> which is like an egg pod that has other eggs in it. I'm not really sure yeah. how that was working, but. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It's a bit of a mess in there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, later on, you know, uh, Melissa and I keep calling him Seth Green. His character's name is Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, right? Yes. <laughs> Melissa and Tyler go on a short hike. Uh, talk about some stuff. Talk about the fact that he has a terrible panic disorder. Which, hey, way to represent. Cool. Right. Good. Good on you. Um, which I thought was him <laughs> having psychic powers. Yeah. It feels like Psychic Pass is like he's getting visions. Because every time he starts stuff. to panic, something terrible happens, like right so, away. Uh, he, he doesn't have psychic visions. He has a psychic influence. He's, he's making the ticks hatch earlier. <laughs> he's manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Oh, God. Yeah, every time I get nervous, 
tick the size of a man's fist appears. <laughs> I mean, if something head. bad happens every time you get nervous, that's just justifying you being nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's why this kid's so messed up, honestly. Yeah. I'd, oh, I'd yeah. put him in the woods, too. Things just keep <laughs> happening around me. No, that's just life, child. You, sorry. Man. Yeah, sorry, kid. You got dealt, like, the worst hands. The worst possible hand. Yeah. No, but he's, um, like, he's, like, almost crying, saying, something bad's gonna happen, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. And she's, like, okay, whatever. And then, like, yeah, I take the size of a softball attaches to her back. Yeah. So, and very importantly, she doesn't notice immediately because, as you will know, a tick secretes a numbing agent when it bites. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently also includes an agent that completely stops you from feeling your center of gravity. Because I have to assume these things weigh at least like a pound or two. <laughs> yeah, they're big and they're dense. Big. They're very dense. Tightness. Yes. Um. Yeah, and, uh, you know, does the classic, don't move, there's something on your back. He thinks he's joking, but then as he starts pulling at it, she starts feeling it. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, it levers it off with a stick, which is entirely not what you should do with a tick, but I don't think he had enough Vaseline on him to drown it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely didn't have a lighter either. Um, you and... need, like, the whole jar for each tick, yeah. and that's still yeah. not going to cover him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh just just for uh mm. for for actual tick removal purposes uh mm. smothering them and burning them is yeah. uh not advised because no. they will uh they they vomit a bit of their mm-hmm. agents and whatever uh yep. inside them into you when you do that and you have a higher chance of getting tick-borne illnesses if you do it that way. Yep. Uh the best Go way see is a doctor. To... <laughs> Yeah, well it's that or those uh those clips that you twist them out Mm. Um, those are supposed to be the safest way to remove ticks. Yeah, I'll tick, so got... tick twisters. Everybody's mm. got them on their keychains around here. Uh, um, that's good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gotta so, be sure you don't leave the head in. Don't just like pull the body off because then that's just exactly. gonna rot inside yep. you, which is mm-hmm. worse. Honestly, sepsis isn't great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tick, I don't think this uh, one had yeah. bit into her yet, though. I think it was just hanging mm. onto her because it bites yeah. the stick and like runs yeah. away with it like a dog. <laughs> got a little crab instinct in there you know yeah and the effects on these ticks is great i don't know if they did little remote control cars with legs or if they're on strings or (laughs) they are are stop motion later Mm. on there's some stop motion stuff yeah uh yeah the the effects in this movie is is fun they do a really good job very impressive yeah it's the best part of the film uh, Mm -hmm. which is not a high bar necessarily to have to clear yeah uh but it is a bar i suppose um, yeah, so they, they they freak out, having seen this, like you said, softball-sized tick run off into the woods with a stick in its mouth. <laughs> uh, run back to camp, inform the adults who promptly disbelieve them, because, yep. of course, uh, the, and we even get the teenage line of, yeah, what good are adults, even if you tell them, yada, yada, yada. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of um, parents don't understand in this movie that just doesn't belong mm, here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh late that night they do indeed create a giant campfire by dumping an entire can of gasoline onto the fireplace and then just lighting it. Yeah. Uh, which it promptly explodes, uh floods the cabins with smoke, uh, which interrupts Charles and Holly who are having themselves a good time. Um, yeah, so before this yeah. before that scene, mm. the two social workers <laughs> kiss each other and I'm like, yes. wait a minute. 
why are these social workers kissing? And then it cuts to the two of them in bed together. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) That's not appropriate. This was just an excuse to get out of the city. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that they're in a relationship uh, and making it very obvious. uh, Runs out, yells at the kids and puts out the campfire because they're in a fire. Screams at these kids. Yeah, Yeah. screams at these kids. Which, I mean, I will say, you should just tell the kids before not to do that. Don't don't be angry at them mm-hmm. afterwards when you didn't tell them not to start a mi- a massive fuel fire. <laughs> right. Like I live I live in one of the world's highest risk fire zones. I'm not allowed to light a fire nine months of the year. Um <laughs> because our our uh, our fire risk starts at moderate to high. That's the lowest tier on our fire risk meters here. <laughs> Isn't there just like part of Australia that's always burning? There's probably, statistically, there's probably at least one square kilometer that's always on fire. That feels yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, te- teach fire safety to your kids. I had to be taught that because uh, when I was in Boy Scouts, I set a tree on fire. Not me. Oh, wow. We all set. It was a group effort. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the traditional way to do it was you, you just would tie a really line. Nervous. No, no, you would tie a line from a tree to the fireplace. You'd like build up all the all the wood and stuff and get a get a extra fire lighter in the bottom there. And then you'd tie a handkerchief to the to the line, light it and send it down. That was how you were meant to traditionally do it. Um and then we made a couple of mistakes. First off, we chose a paperbark tree. Um, which for those not in the know, because it is I believe only an Australian tree, it's a tree that the bark is literally like soft cardboard. And it's in oh, really right. thin, multiple layers, so it's ideal tinder. Um, and oh, we also birch. chose, right. yeah, yeah, we also chose a night with a with a with a slight breeze, which combined with the heat of the flaming handkerchief was enough to create an updraft that sent the handkerchief up the line instead of down the line, directly onto the tree with bark made of paper and leaves made of concentrated oil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we did light a fire, not the intended one. Um, Pretty sure, the, pretty sure the scoutmaster got a heavy talking to after that because that was at the community hall. Um, <laughs> oh wow! It was a good time. Yeah, I'm great, sure. Great times. Great times. Good memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, lots of lots of good memories of scouts. I hooked the scout leader with a fishing line once when we were fishing. Um, I got left in a sand dune for two hours at night. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing hide and seek, and I hid too well. Yeah, I didn't hear them calling that the game was over. You won. <laughs> I won. I won so severely they had to look for me again at 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, te- teach your kids fire safety is what I'm saying here. <laughs> Maybe don't send them to scouts. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, uh, after which you know the, the adults go back and go to bed again. And everyone sort of just breaks off to do their own thing. Um, Panic and Tyler just chatting about how how much life sucks. Uh, when they hear off in the distance a blood curdling scream of an animal in pain, yeah, uh, it's Brutus. This is the rough part of the film. Um, uh-huh. Something something has got Brutus. And uh, again, practical effects. Uh, Panic gets up to him. He's just lying there, like literally thrashing and vibrating on the ground, like he's yeah, in some sort of was rabid like, state. It was messed up. Messed up. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to see this in a movie. 
Yeah. Well, I assume someone hates dogs, but I don't know. Yeah. So, Mm. uh, yeah. Uh, Really messed up. And again, really good acting. Uh, As um, Panic Panic brings his dog's body back to camp and just has a full-on breakdown about it because this dog was his life, which fair. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, you know, put put a tarp over the dog next to the fireplace, because that's all we got going, and uh, go to bed, kids. We'll figure this one out in the morning. And uh, again, we get another great speech from Paddock about how, you know, he always expected it would be him, whether he got done in a drive-by or something like that, but he expected his dog would be fine. Why did he ever bring the dog out here? <laughs> what a stupid yeah. mistake that was. And uh, then just storms off into the night. He's going home. <laughs> Back to L.A. with him. <sighs> L.A. is the right not wrong there. Yeah, no, it's L.A. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. Um, I've been playing Dead Island, too, so I've got L.A. on the brain. Um, <laughs> Which makes so why the fire risk out here is real, because, yeah. you know, California. Plus yeah, so that, that fire that was, that's our fault as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> all those fires a couple of years back, that's because we gave you all those eucalypt trees and didn't say, hey, these explode every hundred yeah. years. Make sure you kick them down before then. Um, <laughs> the, the, the only species of tree that sets itself on fire to reproduce. We just don't that's, tell no, people. No, we actually we have uh, pine barrens up here, <laughs> oh, yeah. which are pretty cool. There's only a couple of them in the world. Um, mm. But they have these things called jack pines that have Ooh. a pine cone that's super tight. And the only way to open oh. it is to catch it on fire. Yeah, yeah. So they they burn down every whatever hundred years or something like that. Mm. But that's how they Spread propagate. Spread it around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's interesting because the eucalypts themselves don't necessarily burn down. They can mostly survive the fire, but everything else around them burns down. So yeah. they get more room, and the seeds get more room. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nat- nature is wild. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Panic runs off into the night. In the morning, they can't find him because he has run off in the night. <laughs> um, these social workers incredible at their job. Of Also, you know, not, not in a big, big rush to get him. Yeah. No, he'll be no. fine. He's just walking in the woods. Um, <laughs> I should say, in an area where those, uh, those two weird guys uh, from the gas station have showed up again in the morning and said, hey, just so you know, people grow marijuana around here, so be careful. Yeah. Don't go telling any cops, he, he says with a sly grin and a twist of his comb. <laughs> yeah, they're so, like, mustache twirling, like... It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's got, like, a like a deliverance vibe mm. and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe. Very, and, like, very I, Texas Chainsaw, yeah. Yeah, I really don't know what they're going for here, but... You have you can't hate a tick. It doesn't right. have the personality for it. You have That's to hate it. these two. <laughs> you need to have a villain somehow. Yeah, yeah. The tick's just doing what it does. You know, it's not a real villain. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah. So uh, at this point, Tyler and Charles head off down to town with Brutus's body to go to the vet and see what's up. Uh and. We get a we get a examination scene where hey the dog's been exsanguinated. Yeah. Um. There's no blood left in this dog except for this one specific spot where if I jab it with the needle, I pull back and find some blood, but then something pulls the needle back. <laughs> it pulls the blood back. 
Yeah, there's a bit of prop comedy here for yeah. a little bit with this dead yeah. dog. Um, <laughs> that's a little like what's going on. Again, yeah. not caring where Panic is. Like they're they're no, not no, looking no. for him. No, they had other things Literally to do. Drive right past him on the way into town. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, cut, cuts Brutus open and finds a tick the size of a fist with a needle comically sticking out of it at a jaunty little angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a cat fitted to its head. Like, it's like hats in TF2. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. just, got, <laughs> it's just got a little fascinator on there, so you know you know yeah. what rank he's at. Yeah, this tick is this tick's cleared brawn. He's in. <laughs> um, <laughs> killed a dog. He's he's getting up in the world, you know. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, and uh, the tick obviously takes on bridge with being forced out of its nice, warm, food-filled spot, and uh, starts. Attacking people and running around the room like a little little demon on its little skittery yeah. legs. Oh, it's so good the skittering <laughs> everywhere. And then like Seth Green immediately like puts his face on the ground to look at yeah. other things and whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? It's it's like a low stakes version of the uh, some of the face hugger scenes in Aliens. It's exactly like, what they're with for. it. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> I like the Foley artist was having like so much fun because he did oh, that yeah. little. He did that on every surface. So, like, when it's going yeah. on the chalkboard, it's on aluminum. And yeah. When it's, it's, yeah, when it's on, on the filing cabinet, you can tell it's on a filing cabinet. It's just, it's so yeah. funny. It's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and eventually, um, prior to all immediate instruction in the film, where we were told ticks are too tough to squash, you have to burn them. Yeah. Um, the vet corners it and then immediately just gives it a boot and squishes it. Which, mm-hmm. I mean... I guess it's vaguely realistic, like square cubing the tick up. Its armor is no longer as ridiculously thick compared to the amount of tick it has to protect. That's true. So, like, makes realistic sense. Felt weird in the context of a movie that 30 minutes previous had said you can't squish tick, they're too tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, there there are two kinds of ticks. Um, there's mm. Exodia, which is the hard tick, and uh, uh, Agracide, I think, is the soft yeah. ticks. Oh, um, okay. And these guys look like uh, Exodia. Um, yeah. Which is yeah the super the the hard ones. But yeah, making yeah, it's like a lobster now. You can yeah. just you can just squish a lobster. Oh yeah. But earlier in the film, uh, when Brutus gets a regular tick, um. Like Seth mm. Green puts it in a piece of it's obviously flash paper, but yes. like he like folds it up and then they light it and it just explodes <laughs> in his yeah. hand. And yeah. he's like, There, that's what you gotta do, you gotta light him. And I'm like, Oh, I hope that pays off. And yeah. oh boy, howdy does it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it turns out when ticks ingest human blood, they actually concentrate it into nitroglycerin. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Oh man. Um but yeah, uh big wood tick, bad times. Um very creepy stuff. Uh panic walking through the woods, uh immediately also encounters a tick which uh sorta of in the vein of evolution jumps up his pant leg and tries to get inside his leg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which man, that's rough. And um you the immediate first thing to do is just hit the thing is bad because like he hits his leg right on where it is under his clothes and just immediately this massive gout of blood. And I'm like, you just drove that thing's mouth so deep into your leg. Oh, it, it's, it's real gross. Uh, but it's not after... so he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. This is after the vet said that along mm. with their anesthetic nature, um, 
uh, it has a neurotoxin, or mm. it could be acting as a hallucinogenic neurotoxin. And yep. so from now on, whenever you anybody gets bit by a tick, they're tripping. Yeah. Oh which yeah, is, which is great. Like what? A, what a twist. They do um, play with it, which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make yeah. they make use of this. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he 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 cuts off the rest of the tick, but unfortunately leaves the head buried in his leg, which hey, you shouldn't mm-hmm. do. Um. And then meanwhile, back camp, uh, it's just Holly, Kelly, Melissa, Dee Dee, and uh, Romeo, <laughs> all hanging out. And Holly's like, "Why don't you kids go down to the pond without adult supervision and do some fishing?" She just wants to get rid of these kids so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Romeo and Dee Dee refuse because they don't want to. And Dee Dee has to get some shade, she says, as she's fully laying in the sun in a bikini. Um, <laughs> so it's off to Kelly and Melissa to go fishing. And we just drop the bomb that, you know, uh, Kelly is quiet all the time and literally hasn't spoken this entire time because she never thought she had much to say after she got raped. I'm like, we just dropping that yeah as like character explanation that feels really crude it's, in like yeah not an great. artistic sense it's not a great way to do that and somehow she has turned all of that angst and trauma mm. into uh she is the best fisherman that's ever lived yep um <laughs> yep. she has the perfect cast oh yeah incredible hooks the sheriff's corpse right out of the water yep um <laughs> <laughs> uh the girls freak out they find the sheriff's car mysteriously covered under a bunch of like pond weed and stuff mm-hmm. like obviously camouflage and back they run to camp because yeah someone's someone's killing the law out here as it were um <laughs> meanwhile uh Dee, Dee and romeo have decided to go off and fool around yeah like in the is, silliest yeah. way possible, too. They're just like yeah, chase yeah. me, ha ha, tee hee, yeah. like that, like totally fake. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Run around till we find a suitable spot, style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're playing, yeah, playing playing the romantic game of chase, as it mm-hmm. were. And they and uh, Dee Dee hides herself in this what she assumes is a burned out old cabin, and it's actually the marijuana factory from earlier in the film. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, uh this pays off pretty well. Uh she gets ambushed by Jarvis who has a gun and is begging her to shoot him because the ticks are inside him. He's infested. Yeah. Which is the alternate title for the film. He's infested clearly from this one shot. Um And his like skin <laughs> is like undulating and Oh yeah. yeah Very the like, mummy. Yeah. yeah. Full of ticks. I don't know why he can't shoot himself. I don't know if that um, was... Can't, some... He can't see out of his right eye anymore. Because oh, there's right. a tick under the skin on that side. Yeah. And, yeah. So he can't see properly. <laughs> he just tries to hand her a gun, freaks out, shoots himself in the leg a bunch, and then mm-hmm. tries to shoot himself in the head and is out of bullets. Um, <laughs> Which is always a great fate. He, he doesn't do so hot in this. No. Uh, yeah, and, uh, his face explodes, and the tick inside it just leaps out and immediately gets Dee Dee right in the neck. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then she manages to sort of run out, uh, Romeo carries her back to camp, but at this point, Charles and Tyler have arrived back, and, uh, 
they they manage to kill that tick and um everyone is everyone is just running into the into the building at this point i believe to get away from ticks <laughs> right oh um, that's because uh uh earlier oh, yeah, yeah yes, yes, uh yes. panic um who is having like LSD flashbacks of mm. like an alley in LA, just like living on the yeah. streets and stuff, uh, wakes up to being beaten by uh, Jerry and Sir, mm. um, which is uh, this is where we get uh, uh, the F slur delivered, mm. um, which is not great. Uh, yep. But then like stabs Jerry in the leg. Uh, he yep. delivers like a real deliverance line, like "I'm gonna skin you, boy!" Like one of those, like, horrible, <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought we were in California, yeah. um, <laughs> kind of things. Yeah. And then uh, they they're shooting, they shoot Panic in the side um, with a shotgun. With a shotgun, yeah. And then they hit some gas tanks, and that like sets the area on fire, and everything's immediately on fire. There yeah. isn't like a slow burn to anything. No, just every no, it's just no, like. No nuclear holocaust level on fire marijuana is 90 percent essential oils right yeah of course it goes up like that (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah and then like panic is like laying on like the side of a burning hill and then eats some steroids that he stole from romeo earlier to survive somehow um i think that that extra push i think that's (laughs) like how they're justifying what happens to him in the very end absolutely yeah he's all roided up He's all roided up. How we get our last act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the fire started. Uh, the ticks are being driven by the flame because they hate fire. Uh, and everyone gets in the main cabin, locks themselves up nice and tight, safe from tick, mm-hmm. and uh, wondering what to do. And then there's a pounding at the door. It's Sir and Jerry. They're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, these two. Real, real clingers. Uh, they just can't seem to leave. Uh, yeah, and uh, they they get themselves let in because you know who would let someone stay out there to be devoured by tick? No one, no one here is quite that heartless. Maybe, maybe Charles. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe um, Charles. They should have though. They should have left these guys oh, outside. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're all arguing about what to do, talking about how you know we can get to the van. Yada yada yada. Uh, and then there's another knocking on the door, and Panic stumbles in. <laughs> After um, Sir and Jerry sort of insist that you couldn't let them in, it's it's too dangerous. What if the ticks got in? And uh, Tyler goes and lets them in anyway. And Panic is sort of having a seizure on the floor, um, with uh, another tick on him. And uh, Tyler gets his lighter and burns the tick off, and it explodes it gloriously. Explodes. It's, it's so it's the world's biggest squib, mm-hmm. um, for sure, because that is chunky. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely explodes, and then with his dying breath, uh, panic points out that it was them. They did this. Um, very, very movie death, sort of just pointing at Sir and Jerry in the corner, who immediately uh, understand the situation is out of control and. Pull out a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, a gun and a knife. They, they, yeah, they know what they're doing. Yes, they know what they're doing. Ticks, ticks don't shoot people, but we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and essentially just begin 
attempting to intimidate someone to go out and get the van. <laughs> yeah, this begins a really boring part of the movie where they're trying to pass oh the God. responsibility of who gets the van. Oh, and it's so bad. It's just the worst bit of business. It it takes forever. Uh, it makes yeah, you like really lose interest. Yeah. It's wild how this got through cuts. Yeah. Like, you could trim this down really easily with just the footage they already have. Yeah. Um, and then this is but, when, like, uh, someone someone's getting threatened. I forget who. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Charles crosses the room to, like, protect them. Yes. And just gets shot in the ass. Yep. Right, right in the ass. <laughs> like, with a shotgun, so it's like a whole line of squibs down this guy's leg. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, that looks well, like holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's double point. Yeah, no, it was very. I, I just was not expecting him to get shot. No, ass. no. I guess mm-hmm. it's the most survivable shotgun blast they could have done. I, I guess he's got enough padding. He's he's gonna do all right. Yeah. Oh, he, Holly chose pulling, for a reason. Yeah, but he'll be pulling. <laughs> he'll be pulling shot out of there for a while. But oh yeah, man, he'll, he'll be fine. yeah, rattle when he walks. Yeah, it's um, not going to get through airport security anytime soon. Oh, it's okay. It's the 90s. Airport security hasn't tightened up too much. Yeah, that's yet. true. Yeah. Be screwed in seven years. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he gets shot. Uh, they're, they're tr- doing their best to take care of him. And uh, eventually the ball falls on Jerry to run out there, get the van and drive up to the house with it. Uh, and uh, a tick gets him right on the neck and he starts freaking out remembering the uh the sheriff that they killed the night prior mm-hmm. <laughs> uh which it's sheriff with a zombie who is a, who also has a shotgun um zombie sheriff with shotgun is great really good makeup yeah. uh cuz in reality Jerry is like holding the shotgun and going yes yes Jerry uh sir is holding the shotgun this thing going yes Jerry yes good come to the house in the van and he sees a guy pointing a shotgun at him and in his hallucinatory state assumes it's a zombie back from the dead to kill him. Um, Really good makeup. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he drives the van directly into the cabin <laughs> in an effort to defend himself um, as he gets shot by Sir in the process. Um, And then uh, <laughs> the ticks get into panic. Uh, yeah. through, this, through this opening in the in the cabin wall, and uh, the the transformation begins, which we get. I don't want to say like an American werewolf style transformation, but it's almost there. Mm-hmm. It's got that same sort of pacing as the tick legs begin to emerge from like Panic's knees and wrists. Yeah, in a really really terrifying, almost like the thing style. Yeah, just like bursting from like the the joint and not from like not like transforming but just bursting out yeah of, yeah. yeah i wrote cool. down tick mata because he's coming right, at, <laughs> coming right to the center of his hands yeah <laughs> show me the truth that you have risen again <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah tick mata is a good word for it um yeah and uh panic's entire body explodes as a tick the size of like a horse yeah it it's big like. Mm-hmm. Big tick. It's it's hard to quantify size because it's also flat because it's a tick. Yeah, but it's it's really huge. Uh, bursts out of uh panic's body. Uh, 
mauls the ever-loving crap out of Sir. Yeah, I thought for like for everything he was gonna snap his head off because yeah. it's got the jaws around Sir's neck, and I'm like, oh, yeah. this tick is just gonna bite this guy's head off, and we don't get that. No, that's that'd be too violent. Mm-hmm. It's already it's already got a a high rating somehow. Yeah, uh, drug use, I guess. <laughs> Those evil drugs. Those evil drugs. They caused all this. The tick mm-hmm. stuff. Um, don't don't do marijuana, kids. You'll turn into a giant pig. Right. Uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, upstairs, uh, what's her name? Kelly is saving the day with mm. her fishing skills. Yep. Yep. Chekhov's fishing rod. Yeah. <laughs> she uh she grabs a tire swing so that uh Tyler can swing out and land on the van. Yep. To uh to I guess to drive just drive yeah. around and pick everyone up. Yep. Yeah, everyone jumps out of the jumps out of the second floor to get mm-hmm. into the van, and uh, just as just as we're about to uh, make our great escape, Romeo gets caught by the giant tick um, <laughs> halfway out of the window, which is the worst place to be caught, uh, and uh, is is going to be pulled to his doom. But Tyler leaps into action very bravely. He's clearly overcome his mental illness by being exposed to further trauma. Yeah. Oh, great message film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> real trial by fire cure for this man's anxiety yeah. disorder. God, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. They just put me on there. <laughs> <laughs> your options are take this take this pill twice a day for the rest of your life, or fight a giant tick. I'm like, okay, I'll take the pill. <laughs> Listen, which, uh, which one does my health care cover? <laughs> oh, all of them? Oh, lovely. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I've got the choice, I definitely won't choose Tick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, lights a broom on fire, climbs up to the window, gets someone to throw him the broom that is on fire, and uses it to fend off the giant Tick. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> While he pulls the, uh, the, the, uh, the weak and wimpy Romeo, who's twice his size, out, down, yeah. and into the van. Um, he, he's big and strong now that he's overcome his his problem because this film has great messaging. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've been this whole time they've been burning like a miniature forest and yeah. and and the cabin has been uh like uh what is that called uh like not like a matte painting but like it, it's yeah. a, a miniature in it's the a background. background painting yeah style yeah. um and they've just been waiting to blow this thing up oh yeah and, yeah yeah. So as, soon as, they get, as soon as they get out of there, it hits the the propane tank, and the whole thing goes up, which is pretty pretty Glorious. fun. Yeah, it was beautiful. Highlight of the movie mm-hmm. was this was this one nice explosion. Yeah, <laughs> and, but yeah, and then it then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they drive back to civilization, and our final our final shot is of a junkyard full of wrecked cars. And uh, one of the cars has a leaking engine, which is dripping onto a tick egg. Mm-hmm. So we've we've had steroid oh, fueled ticks. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's the van that they that they uh, they mm. give up. Yeah, because yeah, it has like, the, the yeah. name of the camp on the side of it or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah like, they, they scrap the van. <laughs> they, you got a counselor with a shot ass. You got a dead kid. You yeah. know, like none of that dog. is reconciled. They play no. like triumphant music as they're driving away, <laughs> and it's like, okay, 
But you see, it was okay that Panic died because he was a bad kid who stole and used drugs. Yeah, that's true. He used drugs on screen. He deserved it. Yeah. Because this is the messaging of a 90s slash 80s style horror film. The one black kid dies and everyone else is fine. Everyone else is fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh... I mean, not everyone. The obviously evil... Right. Also, yeah. Died. But uh, out of our main uh, cast, you, you mean you mean the gay coded villains also yeah. died. Yeah. yeah exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. And yeah, I will choose mm-hmm. to judge it with my own judgment. Say it was a bad film. <laughs> yeah, bad film, bad time. Uh, good practical effects. Uh, Great practical effects. Love yeah. those. <laughs> Not enough fun gore. There could have been more fun gore in it. Yeah. Um, the body horror parts of it were were fun. Like when the mm. tick was inside uh, oh, Clint Howard, he was like shooting yeah. rounds into his leg to try to get it yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was great. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, this uh, real, real like three out of ten kind of film. Here. Oh yeah, that 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 would be generous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Tick. I think that's yeah. the first time I've said that on this show. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. Yeah, that's why we went through it as a service, so you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, we Still we watched sounds the bad better film. than the Howling Three. I mean, probably. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, are you disparaging Howling Three, the hallmark of Australian cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was no, Razorback. I mean, Razorback might be. I haven't watched Razorback. <laughs> we should do Razorback. I, we I was actually. Razorback. I, I was I looking forward that to that one. Also. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we got that on the list. Um, yeah. No, this is a very bad film, and for the first time I'll say, don't bother watching this one. You just look up the, the tick scenes on YouTube or something. Yeah. Pretty much. The practical effects are great. Those are very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. The scene at the vet, very good. Everything yeah. else, very bad. Everything else, very <laughs> bad. Yeah. Just no, nothing else to write. Even, like, the cinematography. Every, nothing was really yeah. to write home about. No. Yeah. No. And that's, yeah, that's that's ticks. Um, there. <laughs> How about you, Dave? What did you Ta-da. you watch and read the the nest? Tell us about it. Assuming your house is still standing. Yeah, the nest. Um, I'll I'll do my best with the, with the <laughs> pounding rain in the background. Um, so the the movie itself is um, it was released in 1988, and mm-hmm. it was uh, a Julie Corman um, production. Um, mm-hmm. Directed by Terrence H. Uh, Winkless, who, mm. um, according to like the trivia on the IMDb, also um, did like some voiceover uh, singing of uh, La Cucaracha, <laughs> like the <laughs> middle of the movie. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, the the movie was wasn't uh, it was all right. Um, it is based off of a 1980 um, novel by yeah. uh, Ellie Cantor, who mm-hmm. was uh, wrote the novel under um, uh, the pseudonym Gregory A. Douglas, who's okay. only done like one other horror book. The rest are just like general uh, fiction. Yeah. the The movie itself is. Uh, it's centered on a small New England town um, of it's like North Point, I think. Yeah, North Port, not North Point. So of North Port, and it's a little uh, island. Um, yeah, uh, 
off of uh what's it cape cape cod yeah yeah off of, off of the coast of cape cod uh the little the little island is it's a little fishing hamlet um it's super quaint the the novel takes more pains in uh acknowledging like the fishing history of it of the, of yeah. the little town um the movie just doesn't even bother there's some quirky mm. characters uh but they don't they're not really dealing at all with like the the fishing aspect of it which is like the entire point of the the town yeah uh but the movie or rather the the um the island is run by a mayor and the mayor is dealing with this company called Intech Okay. There's a lot of um, economic problems and they're just not getting um, any kind of like help from the mainland. So yeah. there's, there's just, their stores are floundering, a lot of things going out of business. Um, they're, they're not, they're, they just really didn't um, pay into like the tourism industry. <laughs> so there, there's no influx yeah. of uh, uh, like mainlanders coming yeah. by so uh he decides to partner with this intech corporation and lease that company like a small portion of the island um for uh like ex- as an experimental ground yeah and the entire experiment is uh cockroaches are a problem pest globally and they're mm-hmm. developing a um, a mutant strain of like cannibal cockroaches. So instead ah. of sending some other uh, animal or or developing some new pesticide, they've decided, yeah. well, we'll just do some genetic modification. <laughs> we'll make a uh, one a single generation um, that will go that is already sterile. Like it'll it pr- produces mm. its own first generation and it doesn't make any more um spawn brood or whatever yeah uh, and yeah. then it eats the whatever the generic like um mm. cockroach family that's native to <laughs> the island i yeah. don't remember what it particularly was right. like plutus placidiae or something or yeah remember. but that's anyway uh, yeah. that was the plan yeah, that's that's actually really similar to like modern day anti mosquito stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say feral yeah. mosquitoes. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Well, it's like... hard to get mosquitoes to wear condoms, so you kind of yeah. have to <laughs> be a little bit more uh, on it with their birth control. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the plan. It does not work. Um, obviously, the, no, or rather, the the cockroaches they don't even get into it. it. Doesn't doesn't show them like eating other cockroaches. Just they just eat people. Yeah. Oh, they want to great. <laughs> they they put the wrong Skip. definition of cannibal into the genetic code. Yeah. Skipped a whole step there. Yeah. They, why not? Well, they skipped a step and they breed. Like there's oh. no. Oh man! There. Come on. Who was asleep at the wheel here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's one um, it's, uh, Doctor Hubbard. I think it's Doctor. Yes, Doctor oh, Morgan Dr. Hubbard. Fault. Um, who was kicked out of MIT for genetic experiments? 
Right, right. Like she, so we put him in she charge, went too yeah. far in whatever she uh, was doing. Oh MIT boy. famous genetics college. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there people are disappearing on the island, but yeah. it's um, it's not focusing on that at all. It's doing a weird character. So. There is a the, the the sheriff of the town. It's a younger guy, and he's he went away to college and just like failed. So he just came back, yeah, and yeah, um, succeeded because apparently the sheriff is a hereditary position. So he just took over from his oh, dad. Yeah, without Love nepotism. Yeah, it's nepotism without without like law enforcement. Tra- I don't know. Yeah, he just became the sheriff. That's as you do. You just as you do become the sheriff. He was deputized and then sheriffized. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't get into it. Uh, no. It's just that he's he's the young guy and he's not um, towing the line. He 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 didn't get the memo on Intech or anything, and he's just like, "What's going on in the town? People are dying. Mayor, do something." And Mayor's like, "Yeah, I'm not helping you. This is for money. Intech's putting a lot of money into this town, uh, which we yeah. see none of because we just see the town like." Yeah, falling apart in its worst state. Yeah. yeah, it's not like there's no improvements being made, and people are dying. Uh, of course, the the sheriff is um, trying to investigate these murders. He, uh, this is like proto. Um, I can't think of the the, the 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 sheriff from Stranger Things. Yeah, is this dude? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's, Fair enough. It's, yeah, it's the proto him like the 80s version <laughs> yeah that makes sense he's like washed up but he like believes in what he's doing he's yeah. just i don't think very good at it <laughs> and no one's helping him yeah like he has a, a secretary that it's she just mans like the um the the little call booth at yeah. the station. So she like handles the phone calls and transfer them to him, but that's it. Like there's nobody else. Yeah. You don't ever see this. You see the station one time. There's no staff. There's just the one police car, him. And then like his assistant that just yeah, sends him phone calls. Sounds about right for, for that part of the world. Yeah. For like, <laughs> this is a, it's an Island. It's there's yeah. not a big yeah. community. There's like, I don't know, a hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Cape Cod's not that big either. There's like one bridge going in and out of there. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's like when you go near Delaware, but you've already gone through it and didn't know because it was only thirty minutes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, The his his childhood sweetheart flies back into town and she's the mayor's daughter so she's in a better position to like Mm. get to the bottom of things um she's on kind of a sabbatical from her uh reporting job in la or something it's they don't yeah get into it um it's just like slight background character set dressing stuff uh, unfortunately, like it, it's not um, the movie's mm-hmm. not long enough for that to, no. to fit all that in and give you like a full roster of characters. You get like four, um, 
and then all the little, all the all the townies but they're just like one off you don't see them you see them in a diner and then like that's it and then they die yeah um yes so yeah they're trying that's to figure out what's going on the the mystery is that they found a dog that was like this no has no skin it's dead it's just <laughs> muscle like yeah bristle. so they eat but they're picky yeah, yeah. they just eat Only the, crispy, the skin yeah i don't know right. weird um yeah because they don't you don't get like other there's a there's some death scenes but they're uh gratuitous while still being off screen like they they had a budget yeah. and they used it up i think on the like the 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 later stuff that on happens. gathering cockroaches <laughs> no, well, I mean, yeah, there's there's live there's actual cockroaches in this film, so yeah. they used it on other later special effects. Um, yeah, yeah, they the the sheriff and the daughter are trying to like figure out what killed the dog and mm. what ate all of the meat in the uh gro the like the little grocer. Like there's mm-hmm. there's like t bone steak, t bones like the little bone. <laughs> but there's no meat on it and then there's little pellets everywhere and they had to figure out what it was and the, mm. the, the, the one exterminator that like lives in the town he's like that's he does the the little mouse hunt thing where he, where he like licks the mm. little pellets and it's like mm, that's that's roaches Ooh. that's roach <laughs> like okay i don't think you had to eat that man you just no. look at it probably um <laughs> he's like it's bigger than it should be but yep that's that's cockroach poop uh <laughs> He's the expert. Yeah, he's yeah. a goofy dude. He he reminds me again, or not again, but also of um, uh, John Goodman's character in like Arachnophobia. Mm. Yeah, but like not All quite right. as cool. This is like, I don't know. It's weird because it's 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 on the east. It's like a hick dude, though. It's it's real weird. Um, mm. he's like super just greasy looking guy with big Coke bottle glasses and. He's like yeah. nerdy, but not in a like a weird, in a weird eighties way, mm. I guess. Uh, so he's trying to help figure out what's going on, um, and then they fly in the or the Intech flies in Doctor Hubbard because Doctor Hubbard's working for Intech and was doing all the genetic modifications, and so she's she's there to help with the investigation of the murders, but really she's there to check on like the cockroaches and see how they're developing yeah and she is um i'm like i think she was on soap operas and then alien nation Mm. she's not dressed she's a doctor you can dress as however you want really don't doesn't require wearing a lab coat but um she's definitely wearing like power suit pointy shoulder pads yeah and super coiffed hair it's like it's a vil- it's a very villain look on and she's weird she's real weird she's like <laughs> doesn't she has no she's um almost kind of misanthropic and yeah. really just loves bugs Fair. or loves her All work right. or whatever and I mean, they say they they capture some specimens. She she takes the mayor. The mayor is like really involved in like the, he knows what's going on. He's like, yeah, yeah. we but, you know I I know about the cockroaches. So they go out to where the dog was found, and they like put a 
like the thumper thing from um it's like for seismology but uh yeah they used it in like tremors it's yeah. like a you know it's a big stake you stick it in the ground and it like it, it sends pulses yeah um and they send that and like it, it makes a, a summoning for the cockroaches and they <laughs> and they put there she's like we need to bait a bait for this little cage and so she there's a cat just wandering out so she's like she just grabs oh, the man. cat and puts it in there it's horrible oh. <laughs> like there's yeah. there's not good stuff with animals in this movie mm. um but yeah the cock the cockroaches come in and they, they let them into the little cage and um uh, the cockroaches kill the, the cat they eat it yeah um so she has her her like samples of these roaches and she's trying to study them She's like, oh yeah, they they just keep breeding, and they're also immune to whatever the rhodosone poison she was planning to use. Yeah, like it, it kills them, but it doesn't. It, it it just makes the eggs immune to it, like immediately oh. in the next generation. That's already still in the cage or whatever. Right. It's like I don't think cool. it works that way, but okay. Uh, yeah. So it all boils down to the the mutations of the of the cockroaches is so fast um they start mutating with whatever they're eating mm. they're, they're they're not radioactive they're just mute mutagenetic themselves and yeah. the roaches that were like eating the cat like fuse with it like the thing they got curry uh, powers it's it's curvy kind of but not <laughs> like they just <laughs> They they thing it. They like, yeah, meld with it. Really, um, where like, uh, it's kind of like in ticks, where the cat just it's it's bloody and gross looking, but it, it yeah, it's, cockroach legs pop out of its legs, and then it like gets oh, little man. cockroach mandibles. Whoa! And That's then wild. it just it's it still purrs and hisses like a cat, but it like skitters. <laughs> <laughs> Like skitters it's around the worst of both worlds oh wonderful yeah i don't yeah. know yeah there's no benefits that's that it was up. given it's just really fast now and, and yeah. bothered by light maybe speed of cat <laughs> yeah <laughs> speed of roach and cat it's like super fast <laughs> so they find out that anything that was being um eaten and didn't die, or no, I guess, like, yeah. it still melds with them anyway. It's very, they don't, they play loose with it. Like, some people died, they're definitely just dead. And then yeah. some people yeah. became fusion mutants. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the mayor gets killed, and then he just becomes, um, he reminded me uh, really of the screaming RoboCop skeleton in RoboCop Two. Yeah, where yeah. it peels off its face and just screams. It's like that. All right. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm into that. I love that guy. Yeah, it's, it's it's that, but he's got like a cockroach head coming out of his chest, like a full, like a giant one, and then he's yeah. he's just like spindly limbs and screaming face. It's a pretty good effect. Um, like a, yeah. it was a puppet. A big puppet, mm. uh, and then they find like the uh, that there was a, a abandoned mine. Um, that's where like the cockroach colony built its nest and has like giant, huge polyp-looking egg things. Cool. That just <laughs> swing in the in the wind, and they're huge. Mm. They're like 
they look like the cotton candy pods from Killer Cross Matter Space, but yeah. wet. Mm. Um, yeah, they look gross. And then, uh, then you meet the cockroach queen who is like Nido, Lord of the Dead. She's like five <laughs> skeletons fused together into like a weird cockroach hybrid thing. And then some Whoa. there's like skeletons and then faces mm. that are also yeah. screaming. Okay. Like some people were still more alive than others when they were like mushed together. Mm. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. The best part of it is like it's clearly on like a, a dolly. So it's just being pushed. Yeah. And it doesn't, <laughs> it, it kind of flails a little bit, but it's just sliding. Like you can tell it's on wheels. <laughs> it doesn't, they, they're like, we only have the one thing. So don't actually touch it. They don't hit it. <laughs> yeah. It might break. So there's very little interaction with the actual. Hor- like horrendous looking yeah queen thing uh and then they just they blow it up with um some dynamite bo- bomb <laughs> of course they do yeah that, that, that's yeah. it and then it does the whole like there was there was more stuff going on but like nothing was integral so like didn't need to know about any of it there's mutants yeah. and then they they killed them all, but of course, at the end, there's one on someone's shoe when they try to go back to the mainland. Uh, so you're like, okay, yeah, that's going to end poorly. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they, um, they'll just uh, reproduce without needing, I think, I think that they said it in the movie, like, oh, the, 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 the cockroach, like, nymphs, like, they can just, mm be born like they don't need to have um a male and a female like they'll just uh, make okay, more cool. babies great cool. <laughs> like they're they they produce asexually yeah parthenogenesis or something I, like I that i don't know yeah um yeah it's weird so that's the movie the book is kind of that plot Kind of. It's on an island (laughs) off the coast of Cape Cod. So they got that part down. Um, It's like, it's like Sharky, Sharky. I don't remember the name of the dumb island. It's like Sharky or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, the island. So in the book, there's no, um, there's mutations, but there's no uh, experiment. Okay. So uh, in the book, the island, it's it's a little bigger. It's like a two-mile something island. And there's a garbage dump. Because they have, they have to have somewhere to put all their garbage. They just didn't like dump it into the ocean or send it to the mainland. They just they built a garbage dump. Um, and they use it sparingly. Um, and they've been spraying it with, uh, pesticides cause there's rats and cockroaches. Yeah. Yeah. And then over the years, the government, um, passed like ordinances where they had to use specific, uh, chemicals and okay. just recently had them change over their chemicals to some new one. And that's been causing problems. So, yeah. It made the new generations of the successive generations of roaches get like bigger. Mm-hmm. And they're now like, instead of an inch or two, they're like three to five inches 
like size roaches. Okay. Yep. Pretty big. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> they're like Madagascar hissing yeah. roach size. Yeah. Um, and they hiss and they fly, <laughs> which is oh, bad. I love it when they fly. Yeah. And Ugh. they're like no one's had a problem with them. They're just like in the dump. Um, like no one's <laughs> digging around the dump anyway. They're the there's a one dude that drives like a little um it's kind of like a backhoe thing just yeah a little dump dumpster thing so he drives around and he's just trying to like keep the, the pile up the trash or mm-hmm. bury it or whatever i don't know um and he's dealing with the rats and then the rats are acting weird like they're they're like dancing around and and uh attacking each other and then running off and then going more inland um okay. from yeah. the dump and it turns out that the cockroaches are attacking the rats and like crawling in their ears and Ugh. biting their eyes out and when they crawl in their ears it's messing up their um their cochlea so it's making mm. them they're dizzy yeah. so they're just yeah. dancing around um the cockroaches start breeding like there's so many of them. There's thousands of cockroaches to to make like waves um, in the forest and stuff. And they they flood out from the dump and start attacking the town. Mm-hmm. And they they like they're they're bigger, but not only that, their mouths are like now wider, so they can open their mouth bigger than a roach should be able to. Ugh. And uh, since um, roaches and other similar insects, they don't bite up and down. They bite like sideways, mm. like a saw. Yeah. So they just have like super saw mouths and cool. they they cool. like eat everything. They if they uh, they don't burrow into you, but they will like I, mean, I guess they, they, they can. Um, they strip most of the fresh from your bones. Then they eat your bones because they just grind it all into paste. Um, and then they eat it. Mm. They eat um, because the, these these roaches are developing traits similar to termites. So they're forming like social networks and the colony. And they eat um, because apparently termites don't just eat wood. They eat like other materials like paper and cotton and things. Um, and wiring so the the cockroaches are eating like plastic and leather and like so they can't find people are just missing and yeah. the police are going around and they, they can't find any, anything because there's nothing left yeah and there's no clothes nothing it's all gone because it's you're, yeah. when you get swarmed you're literally swarmed by like hundreds of roaches and they're like little piranha and they're, you're just gone you're yeah. stripped, stripped, <laughs> not even stripped of the bone you're just you've nothing left so they're only finding like sometimes like the little bits of metal um yeah but the roaches are apparently also like magpies and they take the metal too because it's shiny yeah. so they're they're taking um, what they do is they 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 can't just eat all of it like there's not enough in a roach stomachs so mm. they they strip bodies down and they like cut them into pieces and then yeah. carry like whatever they didn't eat um to like larders to feed oh the my god yeah and so the book's taking the time to like <laughs> lay all this out 
And um, that was one notable thing where the author spent a lot of time. Um, and I think he even quotes specific um, uh, biologists. Uh, and he did like a lot of research into insects and like yeah. behaviors. And so there's chapters that are just Roach point of view, <laughs> which is, it's, cool. it's, it's really good. <laughs> like the, the, the novel's yeah. written really like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's very purple prose. Like he just goes at it. And the, every time there's a death, it's described for like a couple pages. Wow. Like, wow. Not even playing around. He just goes into like, it's really graphic. Um, and there's no punches pulled like anybody's fair game. There's, um, I guess, if this was out today, there would be content warnings <laughs> because, yeah. like, yeah, lot, like animals die, old folks die, kids, a bunch of kids died, and like, yeah. like little, little, yeah, little tiny kids. Well, they're the most, they're the most vulnerable to roach mouth. Yeah, there's no you can't <laughs> escape. So everyone's vulnerable. Like it's, it's bad. But the thing is, like the roaches, um, they know people's weak like weak points. So they go after your eyes because they're, they're so flying ones will get you first, and they bite your eyes like immediately. Um, yeah. So a lot of people keep getting blinded, and then they usually die because they can't see. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's described several times. Or even some people that didn't die immediately, they got like one eye popped out, and then um, they're screaming for someone to kill them because the roaches crawled into the, like the uh, the eye cavity and are just <laughs> chewing through into their brain. Um, they go in your ears, they go up your nose, in your throat. Like they just do roach uh, can go into any all 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 orifices all of it and then the, the book starts talking about that and you're just like okay uh don't know i don't really need to get into that kind of graphic detail but it does it's like <laughs> whoops and then some people were um because a few people got caught um out in like the woods and they were uh hmm. they were getting it on and then the roaches found them oh boy and you didn't have no clothes on so the roaches just went and got all the bits um, oh yeah. my god yeah it's it, the book's not it doesn't play around it's like <laughs> i just was not i'm listening to this in audiobook like at work and i'm just like yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying no. to get stuff done and go okay wait <laughs> did that just happen rewind a little bit what's going on here <laughs> yeah so, some sort of watch list <laughs> i know it's like what's going on what what is did he just say that um Yes, he did. And it's it's <laughs> like when it does that, it's it's more clinical. Yeah. So it'll just mention it, and you go, you you know what happened. Didn't really have to describe it. So um, generally, yeah. it's just like offhandedly mentioned. You're like, okay, all right, and then it'll get to like the when the kids get when the kids get eaten. That was bad. Yeah, it's like. It didn't. It didn't describe most of that, but then like two kids that were mentioned earlier in the book, that because it doesn't. The book doesn't play really favorites. Really, it's like it'll introduce characters yeah. and then they they'll escape or they'll they'll get through by the skin of their teeth and then like later they'll die. <laughs> You're like, well, what? Like I thought that they got away. And it's like, nope, nope tricked you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Like the it's these two little kids, it's like a brother and sister, and it spends all this time like with their dad, 
um, trying to protect them because he's he's just so I don't remember something happened I think and so he's now really over overprotective of them and yeah uh, the they're out collecting firewood and then like the daughter they're little kid they're like seven like they're real little kids and the daughter oh, yeah. is like off in the woods collecting firewood and she finds a, um she's like oh what's this little shell and it's it's not a shell it's like the shiny roach back mm. so she's trying to pick it up because she wants to see what it is and it like bites her um because it's just one of them so she just gets mad and then she's like i want to see what you are she, 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 she thinks it's <laughs> like a hermit crab or something uh yeah. you know cause she thinks there's something under like the shell but it's just the shiny metallic back of the the uh, yeah but uh she gets bitten and then her dad um like shows up and then there's a gaslighting her he's like you didn't get bit you just got you you poked your hand on a, a briar uh, or something typical adult behavior yeah mm-hmm. and she's like no the the bug bit me and then it just gets ignored. It just gets forgotten. And then she shows up later because um, the kids all go out on a uh, like a church picnic on the weekend. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the pastor is a he's new to the island. And there was like. um, Oh, the the mayor. Or the sheriff, I think there's no mayor, there's the sheriff uh they knew there was weird stuff going on but the the, the council of elders because the the book puts more emphasis and time into like the community and all yeah. the characters and there's a council and there's a bunch of old salty fisher dudes it's just it's way more invested in like setting up this town yeah because you have to feel bad for like everyone that's dying because it's pretty much the entire town and they were they didn't want to start a panic and they weren't sure if they should evacuate yet and yeah. so they're like well we'll just tell everyone that we're spraying um uh new pesticides and that'll keep them out of the woods cuz they they think that the cockroaches are just in the woods yeah and not like in the development part of the town right right so yeah. no one's supposed to be going in the woods and then the 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 pastor youth group thing he's like well we can't go in the woods for our picnic so we'll just take the boat we got a little boat and we'll, mm. we'll go around and have like a picnic on the there's like a um a sandbar or like a little shore yeah yeah thing um but then a storm comes in and then the pastor like doesn't know what he's doing for sailing so he like hits some rocks that are like nefarious rocks that all any anyone that's a sailor on the island would just like have not have gone that way yeah um and it, it crash lands the boat on the beach but then like the roaches come and like eat all the kids and i was just like what oh boy. <laughs> what but the two it's two brother and sister <laughs> like climb up a tree and yeah. they're mostly doing okay but the roaches start flying the roaches aren't even climbing they're just like flying at them yeah and the brother's like um they're they're trying to bite your eyes cover your eyes and so the girl's like okay i'll cover my eyes and she she covers her eyes but then she to cover her eyes she has to let go of the tree oh god and so she falls and busts her head and then the roaches just eat her it, it's messed wow. up she's like was like what <laughs> i just was not expecting i thought they would get away yeah but it didn't yeah. like nobody does yeah. and then the dad shows up and then he does like the most baller uh Go, like of all the characters that gets a moment like he probably wins except for like he 
kids are dead dies um yeah but yeah he 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 sees like the remains of the camp and kind of knows what's going on and just sees there's blood and stuff because the he got there like right after his kids died yeah so he knows that they didn't make it but the roaches are everywhere and the roaches didn't carry off all the yeah the roaches didn't carry off all the remains yet because there's a storm coming so they couldn't like congregate enough and he went out there with like this bundle of like old uh flares that Mm. the 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 community the community um the council is like don't like don't go out there the you know the kids are we'll we'll have to find something else you know they they're with the pastor and the, the, the storm you can't go out there and he's like i'm gonna go get my kids i got these flares roaches are scared of fire and yeah. um he has just like old like musty flares that like they, they're probably aren't gonna work and it's raining no. um yeah but he's you know he refuses he doesn't have anything they can't there's no other weapons they have like co2 tank things that kind of work but um yeah he, he just can't carry that and go get his kids so he's out there on the beach and he runs into the, the forest and he, he sees that the roaches are like there's tons of them there's coming and he's like i can't i can't get away and my i, I found my kids skeletons or whatever and so Jeez. he's like i've got this flare and I, there's a crap ton of roaches but the this I, I think it's not raining yet it's just the storm is off the coast yeah and he's in like the forest and he just like runs as far as he can into the forest and is like making all the roaches follow him off the beach into the forest and it's like yeah. thousands of roaches and he gets really deep into there and then he just like they start to bite him and he just sets the flare and he's just like fuck you roaches and like <laughs> lights the forest on fire he like just runs around like lighting yeah. all the trees and then he just burns all the roaches I mean it yeah. kills him too of course he's yeah in yeah the middle thing but yeah he just like pyres himself to to kill as much mm. as he can of the roaches yeah like if you're gonna go out i mean that was the way to do it yeah oh yeah exactly but yeah so the uh the doctor um uh, i don't know why i forgot the doctor's name bannon or whatever um mm. is uh, no hubbard that's what it is bannon uh so the doctor in this is it's the same dr hubbard but in the book it's a dude and yeah. he is the the sweetheart of the another blonde girl that's the uh she's not the mayor's daughter here she's like just a daughter of like one of the sea captain guys but he's yeah or a granddaughter i think um they had both gone away to cambridge um and they she came back to visit her her grandfather and then he came back because they um or i don't think he came back i think he just knew her um he came to the island to help because they they called harvard and was like hey we need uh like biologists because there's something wrong with the roaches uh yeah so he got sent to the island so he's not like Hmm. he's not involved there was no genetic mutations or anything or no um manipulation he's just there because uh, he knows about bugs, right. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and so he's 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 legitimately studying them, but he does have the weird like he's a little bit too concerned with the roaches and not quite enough concerned with the people. 
kind yeah. of thing going on, but he has a um, relationship with like the main heroine, like the the daughter. Yeah. Uh, and then his assistant, or something assistant, he's just like his partner. Um, it's another, or uh, it's a woman. So what I think they did was they combined the two uh, scientists, like the two professors. Yeah into like the character that's in the movie yeah that makes sense because the the woman doctor in the book she's like super she's frosty mm-hmm. but then they the book keeps making it keeps like underlining that that's just an exterior and she's she just doesn't know how to express her passions outside of her work. It's, it's weird. Cause it's like yeah. 1980. Um, so it didn't do a very good job of like making her a well-rounded character. She's more like an, a caricature. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, she gets killed. Yeah. Because they, they both, um, they're keeping like specimens in the lab or in the little the little makeshift lab they build, and they 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 only had um like press top jars, and they're both mm-hmm. they both spend like all this time going. I wish we had the screw top jars that we ordered, but we can only get you know these press ones on short notice. And then it then it then it does a cockroach POV chapter of the cockroaches like learning how to form ladders to push the lids off. Oh God, because <laughs> the cockroaches are like they're smart intelligent yeah sort of so the big the big conceit of the of the book um that the movie didn't bother with because it just went into weird thing mutants which is that's fine it makes it a creature feature kind of thing too um but the book posits that uh um intelligences intelligences on earth formed from um simple single cell organisms uh or or not really organisms but single cell yeah things that form together and the bonds of society um are what or you know social constructs are what formed higher tier organisms over time yeah as evolution so that being the case and roaches having like a very rudimentary um not intelligence, but just like their behavior patterns. Like yeah. they don't do call the roaches in general are like solitary uh, insects. Like there'll be a yeah. bunch of them, but they don't like work together. They just exist and they prefer to like do their own thing. So yeah. uh, in their mutated evolution from the weird pesticides and things, they started forming like 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 it, it jumped them forward another however many million years of like evolution yeah. to form these social Towards constructs and to yeah. form um uh, like a hive mind queen so mm-hmm. but it's like <laughs> um it formed a cluster of roaches and the roaches created a membrane uh, uh, like an orb and then inside the orb are like little baby roaches that form like the the dendrites i guess yeah they're the nerve cells they're the nerve cells and they like um 
they they're using chemical uh, chemical chains and their own like so they linked their antennas and their butts together like <laughs> to, to form yeah. to form like uh, uh, neurons. It's yeah. just biology with extra steps. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the roach centipede. So, so yeah, well, what they're doing is they're like creating a roach brain, like a you know an yeah. immobile unit. Right, it's the giant yeah. baby head from the Matrix. Yes, yeah. <laughs> basically. So the thing is that that brain controls all of the roaches. It like sends mm. out pheromones and other chemical um, controlling agents, and like directs the the colony. Oh, yeah. Wow. So wow. it's like it's pseudo sciency, but it makes sense. Like it's taking actual evolutionary traits of insects and then just like mm. taking that to the nth degree like if, if you just really went somewhere with it you you get this yeah and you're absolutely right saying that they could not adapt that into a movie <laughs> no it's like a budgetary like they couldn't like they don't have mm-hmm. the budget for it i don't yeah. think um and, and, like- and the, the the book spends so much time with the people because it's trying to get you to yeah. understand this community Mm-hmm. because yeah. the, the book's about community like whether it's roaches or people like social <laughs> social bonds are like what get us to survive because that's what ha- people have to work together to like stop the roaches yeah. they can't mm-hmm. yeah. it's not like one person can be the hero and blow them all up it doesn't work that way yeah um yeah so there's just like <laughs> it's a very the book is very graphic very graphic um yeah. and it it's they 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 spend all this time the scientists keep going like roaches aren't or you know it's not roaches but insects um you can't just um anthropomorphize uh non-human things all the time like you you're yeah. you're putting like emotions and stuff onto things that don't have it or or their their thought processes such as they are are like so alien to people that you like they're mm. not malevolent they're not vindictive yeah, you they're know, not doing this for evil. They're hungry. Yeah, they're not evil. They're just hungry. Yeah, because that's all they do. Like they, they just right. trying to survive. And then the roach POV sections kind of like line up with that. They're like, no, they're just hungry. Mm. Yeah. Um. But the thing they love is people. <laughs> like they developed <laughs> a taste for hungry blood, for like human blood, <laughs> yeah. and they want run, it. boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But it also goes into like, no, they are <laughs> because because they're not just roaches. They're like roaches with a hive mind super brain. Yes, they are vindictive. They are um, they remember people's faces. They uh, like, yeah. they they know to go for the soft spots and it doesn't matter because they just bite through anything, but they go for yeah. your eyes. They they'll take out your legs first. So you fall. They they'll they'll go into your car and wait for you like they do ambushes it's it's (laughs) you know it's doing that like a little bit it's not like yeah digging into that as a like they're super intelligent they're they're not really they're just being directed yeah like something's pushing them more than if they were just by themselves they would not be as much of a threat but when there's like a thousand things coming at you there's nothing you can do you know like, yeah, I fly. So <laughs> good luck. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they eat through like pretty much everything. So you can't put on like they, some dudes were wearing like diving suits and it kind of works. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing the movie addressed a little bit uh, when Dr. Hubbard in the movie is um, she has a, the roaches in a, um, like a little uh, plastic cage that would, um, the kind of sample jar where you can like stick your hand into a glove that's attached to the cage, like on the inside of it. So you can mm. you can like manipulate stuff in the cage, but your hands protected by the glove. Well, the mm. the roaches bite through that, and then she's just because she's weird, so she's just sitting there. And she's going, "They're biting me," and then the mayor's like, "Get your hand out of there." And she's like, "But they're biting me," it, and she like pulls her hand, <laughs> and it's all bloody, and she's just staring at it. And he's like, oh, "Ladies, you're something's weird. Something wrong with you." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, she's a little weird. Um. Mm. But yeah, so the 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 book of the two, the book is the the better piece of media. It's it's mm. it's a better setup. There's more going on. Um, I think the mutation just having it like they don't explain it. I, I like mm. that better. Like the, it could have been the chemicals, but they're not really saying it was. Yeah, they're just saying it's a one off. And it's like stuff. There's convergent evolution. These this colony, this particular colony, due to whatever circumstances, and it's isolated, and it just grew. It had a um, the garbage dump was like a perfect breeding ground, and it, it it had it for years. And it just this things just happen. Nature is terrible mm. and vindictive and horrendous, and it'll just do whatever it can to like survive. And and um, people aren't always. Um, d- they don't have a specific right to be at the top of the food chain. Mm. And just because they think they, they are. So it, it it's digging into like a lot of other things. It's not just how there's roaches and they're eating people. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really getting into like psychology and philosophy. The but, the but why of this roach apocalypse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if not roaches, something else. Like right. It could have been yeah. rats. Like, yeah. You know, um, and at the end of the day, uh, people can't abide by anything else. Like, um, what is it? It's like e- you can coexist, but you can't. People cannot abide by or abide mm-hmm. um, like the presence of uh, something that's indiscriminately butchering them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if the yeah. roach was just eating some rats or something then that was one thing. But once it started eating people, then they have to kill them. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's just talking about that kind of thing too. I mean, mainly. Uh, And then then it it gets into like other um, uh, bug architectures where they, they defeat the colony, they kill the brain thing. And there ends up being another colony, like a a splinter one. Mm Hmm which is a normal thing apparently for like, like bees. Um, when, yeah. when one, uh, eventually there might be more than one queen. And then the, the second group, like the new one has to leave. Like it gets kicked out and it'll, it'll form its own nest. Mm. So that's what happens here. Like the weaker, like new fledgling, uh, cockroaches like splinter off and they form another little group, but it's, it's, it's newer. So the brain isn't as strong and it, it's, um, it, it gets defeated also. Okay. 
but <laughs> yeah, it's um, I, I really enjoyed the book and the narrations. It's one, it's one dude and he's doing all the voices, but he does like a really good, uh, salty sea dog voice <laughs> and, and then he'll switch and then like, he'll sound, he does a really good job of sounding like, Oh yes, that's a, a young woman back from college in like new England. Like, okay. <laughs> he just wow. is able to do that. You know, and you can tell it's the same guy, but it's like, he just, he carries it really well. Yeah. That's talent right there. Yeah, it is. And like everyone had their distinct voice when they're speaking. Mm. Um, and you know, the sheriff sounds like the sheriff and it's like, okay. And the sheriff was cooler, I think in this, in the book than in the movie. Cause again, they, they mm. combine in the movie. They combine the doctors into the one, um, the one doctor for the movie, but they, in the, uh, and instead they like took the, the male doctor and the sheriff in the book and made them the sheriff guy in the movie. Mm. They were, I think they were just, it's an adaptation and they were trying to go, okay, the book has 20 characters. We can't, we don't have the time to devote yeah. to that in the movie. So we have like, room for five five characters so what can, mm. who can we combine and still like hit the pacing of, like what's kind of going on in the book um but yeah the, the the book also is dealing with um uh it doesn't you know doesn't have the 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 problem where the movie island had to get investments in and deal with it, you know a company and and have all of that part of like capitalism like built into it um and i think that that's something to do also with the the times since the the movie was made in like 19 probably 1987 um mm. before it was released so in 1980 like the the economics were a little different and the island does have it's it's more insular it also it doesn't do the, it, it does some tourists but it's like it's the summer people like that's it and otherwise no one comes to the island because they're they're really um concerned with maintaining um it's not even like 1950s it's like 1900s or 1870 like when they're still were the the town itself is proud of their history as like um uh fishermen and then mm. some of them are pirates like there's a pirate cove thing and they just what, what doesn't this book have? The book has everything. <laughs> what what do you need? There's no ghosts, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, it spends all that time talking about that, and then how um, Yarki Yarki Island, how they're um, they're old money. Also, so there's like it's a bunch of. There, there's the salty sea folk and then there's the people like that were that just made money like the the, the shipping magnets mm. i guess yeah um and so they're old money in the town and they don't want new people coming in like it's a very insular community yeah so mm -hmm. the cockroaches are i think they're also they're not just bugs they're stand-ins for like what becomes like yuppie capitalist 1980s mm. and they don't want they don't want venture capitalists they don't want 
companies coming in. They, they, they'll do it themselves. Like they'll maintain their own island integrity and their own yeah. businesses. So the, the, the cockroaches are like the, the tourists and the, the business people coming in and investors and stuff mm-hmm. trying to like take the blood of the, uh, the community away. So it's good. I, I recommend, <laughs> I recommend listening <laughs> to the audiobook of this. Uh, All right. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's, that's the nest. Wow. Wonderful. So yeah, uh, two buggy films, uh, one somewhat better than the other, and one buggy book it's that seems like it should definitely be read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe it's just one book and not like a series or... Yeah, it's got so much. <laughs> it's, it's really so much it's, it. it's probably, um, the, when I was looking up some reviews also, uh, the consensus was, yeah, it has all like the stuff in it, but it's probably also about 100 pages too long. I don't know how long the book <laughs> is, like the paperback, but it was a nine-hour mm. audiobook. Oh! Wow. It's okay. not short. Like No, definitely not. God, I, th- I think I think we're finding out why you're so tired at the end of the week, Dave. You, uh, yeah, you, you got to get some sleep, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I really I, I enjoyed it. I wish I had had time to um, rewatch Ticks. I didn't get to mention that because the the thunderstorm was raging when you guys were talking. So I just yeah, I just closed my <laughs> audio a little bit. Um, I, I saw Ticks on like. TV, um, mm. roughly when it came out, maybe like a few years later, like I don't know, ninety five, ninety six, a couple years after it probably came out. Um, I don't think that was one my parents rented for me when I was a kid. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't a couple of the things I couldn't like get them to rent for me, <laughs> but mm. um, <laughs> by and large, like other stuff, I uh, we just had like recorded off of TV or something so I could watch it. Uh, I, yeah. I, that's I didn't remember it like beat for beat just simply because it's been like 30 years since I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. but when you guys were talking about it, it, it reminded me of like the major story beats that happened. Um, I may just like skim bits of it. Cause I do want to, I, I remember really enjoying like the creature effects and then like when yeah. they're in his face and stuff and there's just like moving around lumpy things. Mm. yeah so yeah that, that i definitely think that's a movie itself yeah but you know watch a best of or like the the gory bits mm-hmm. yeah okay so with that we'll roll on into admin uh you can find the show uh for now on twitter at mon underscore dm d monster or at monster dot monster in your browser of choice uh, where we will be posting updates to episodes as we create them. Uh, you can send us feedback or suggestions. We'd love to have those. Uh, if you want to find me online, I am for now still on Twitter. That thing looks like it'll come down any day now, but we've been saying that for six months. Uh, <laughs> I'm at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Time for photos of my cat and photos of random stuff I'm doing throughout the week. Matt, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter still somehow. That website is is lurching <laughs> along. Uh, at The Ugly Machine, I'm also at the same handle on Tumblr. I make arms mm-hmm. and armor out of recycled stuff. 
and uh, occasionally go on rants about things, but uh, less so <laughs> lately. Less so lately. Uh, Dave, what about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at sendynot underscore plus. Uh, you can find the podcast at mon underscore d monster on Twitter. Uh, Leonard, uh, our our wayward co-host, you can find him on Twitter as mm. well uh, at Doctor Faust is dead. Uh, he might be back next week. He's been very very busy, so mm, we're yeah. we're holding down the fort while he's away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening, and. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you later. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye, folks. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Or the cockroaches. Or the cockroaches, (laughs) or the ticks, or, yeah, it's all bad. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Burn your house now. It's it's just get it done with. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Monster Dear Monster is brought to you by Fireheart Media. If you enjoyed the show, please share this and all of our episodes with friends. And remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Word of mouth is the only way we grow. If you like, you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. Check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.